SCCT would like to thank HeartFlow, provider of the HeartFlow FFRCT analysis, for its sponsorship of the Donut of Destiny podcast. Precision Heart Care is available to patients at hundreds of hospitals across the globe through the use of coronary CTA and the HeartFlow FFRCT analysis. Praveen, this hypothetical scenario is absurd. What do you mean, speed versus power? Alistair, it's a simple question. Would you choose super speed or super strength as your superpower? Well, the whole premise doesn't make sense. Why would I want to run fast to the hospital in the morning when I can just take my car? Wait, no. No, I think you're missing the point And I don't really need enormous biceps to lift my stethoscope or to type manuscripts on my keyboard, do I? So you're choosing neither? Yeah, you know, I'm perfectly satisfied with my regular human speed and human strength. Okay, well, for the record, I'm going with super speed. Praveen, maybe we should just move on to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yes, you're right. Okay. So listeners, welcome back to the Donut of Destiny, the podcast on all things cardiac CT for anyone interested in cardiovascular imaging. My name is Praveen Ranganath, and I'm a radiologist from Dallas, Texas. And I am Alastair Moss, a cardiologist at the University of Leicester in the UK. We have a super quick episode for you today. So real fast, Alistair, what are we going to be talking about? Hurry up. Listeners, if Praveen hasn't been obvious enough with the puns already, we will be bringing you up to date with the rapid CTCA trial that has come out of the United Kingdom. Yep, the rapid assessment of potential ischemic heart disease with CTCA was conceived by a team of trialists from the United Kingdom. But rather than focus on patients with stable chest pain in an outpatient setting, as was done in the Scott Heart trial, they turned their attention to address the role of cardiac CT in patients presenting to the emergency department. But before we rushed into the final points of this trial, Praveen, can you set the scene for how cardiac CT is used in your emergency department? Well, Alistair, coronary CTA has been adopted by many institutions across the U.S. over the past decade. Beyond the data, this push for EDCTCA has been fueled by interest from emergency medicine groups and cardiology communities, as well as numerous EDs just purchasing high-end scanners. At institutions I'm familiar with and those that I've worked at, coronary CTA is used quite selectively for low-risk patients presenting with potential ACS symptoms. Most coronary CTA algorithms use a combination of clinical risk scores, like the heart score, as well as high-sensitivity troponin trends to determine eligibility for a subsequent CT. Basically, acute chest pain patients with normal or equivocal EKGs and troponins are the target coronary CTA population. At most places, these CTs are performed, post-processed, and interpreted during daytime hours. Few institutions are experimenting with 24-7 image acquisition, but the reporting still typically happens during daytime hours. Anecdotally, the volume of scans per day is around 1 to 10 at institutions with well-established ED coronary CT programs. Alistair, what's the current landscape of ED coronary CTA in the UK? 
In the UK, the limited availability of cardiac-enabled scanners means that most coronary CT angiography is performed on dedicated cardiac lists with a physician overseeing the use of beta blockers to optimise scan quality. Performing out-of-hours cardiac CT, or at the front door in the emergency department setting, is difficult to justify in the absence of trial data to demonstrate any clinical benefit. Hence the rationale for performing rapid CTCA. Alistair, I'm actually going to interject here about that absence of trial data bit that you just mentioned. We Americans certainly made some waves on the other side of the pond here with many early important trials on cardiac CT in suspected acute coronary syndromes. For example, CT-STAT, Akron-PA, and one of my favorite trials, the Romicat 2 trial. Touché, my friend. As a quick reminder for our listeners, here's a quick PICO summary of Romicat 2. It was a US-based multicenter randomized control trial with 1,000 patients with acute chest pain that were recruited without flagrant EKG or troponin abnormalities. They were randomized one-to-one to early coronary CTA or standard care with a primary outcome of hospital length of stay. In those randomized to coronary CTA, the hospital stay reduced by 7.6 hours or more, and patients were directly discharged from emergency departments. Sounds like another win for coronary CTA. However, in the subgroup of patients with a final diagnosis of acute coronary syndrome, there was no difference in the length of stay. And of note, a diagnosis of myocardial infarction was only made in 2.3% of patients. Yeah, we know that coronary CTA has an excellent safety record in low-risk cohorts with shorter ED visits and no missed diagnoses of a myocardial infarction. But what about more intermediate and high-risk groups? Is cardiac CT beneficial in those with EKG changes or with troponin elevations? And Praveen, although Scott Hart focused on stable and not acute chest pain, we have learned that cardiac CT can reduce the rates of fatal and non-fatal myocardial infarction at five years. With all of this in mind, rapid CTCA enters the fray. The investigators aim to test whether cardiac CT in the ED can reduce all-cause mortality and non-fatal myocardial infarctions. Using a collaborative network of 37 hospitals across the UK, this was a prospective, randomized, open-blinded endpoint, that is to say, a probe design, clinical effectiveness trial. Patients were recruited if they had symptoms suspected of acute coronary syndrome, and at least one of three criteria. One, previous coronary artery disease. Two, raised levels of cardiac troponin, or three, abnormal EKG. They were randomized one-to-one to standard care or standard care with an early coronary CT angiogram. The CTs were reported in line with the SCCT guidelines based on coronary stenosis severity, and the primary outcome was a composite of all-cause death and non-fatal myocardial infarction at one year. So this was a different patient population in terms of risk than earlier trials like Romicat 2, right Alistair? That's correct, Praveen. In the 1,748 participants that had data available for analysis, over half had raised cardiac troponins and almost two-thirds had an abnormal EKG. So it was the intermediate risk cohort that the investigators were looking for. 
And looking at the supplementary data, a myocardial infarction occurred in 40% of patients and unstable angina in a further 9%. Definitely an intermediate to high-risk cohort here. One quick extra point I'd like to make here. Not all those randomized to CT had it performed early in the emergency department. Early was defined loosely as within three days, and even then, one in seven did not get it actioned that fast, if at all. Okay, Alistair, what did the investigators end up finding? The headline result is that there was no difference at one year with an adjusted hazard ratio of 0.91 and a 95% confidence interval ranging from 0.62 to 1.35. What, so no benefit at all? That's right, Praveen. No difference in all-cause death and non-fatal MI between those that got early CT and those that didn't. Hmm. On the surface, this does not seem like a win for CT in terms of preventing outcomes. A little different than the Scott Hart stable chest pain results. Was there anything interesting in the sub-analyses here? Well, there were fewer invasive choriandrograms in the CT arm with an adjusted hazard ratio of 0.81, and there was a 95% confidence interval ranging from 0.72 to 0.92, so that was significant. Yet, the rates of revascularization did not change between the two groups. This is further evidence, as we've seen before, that cardiac CT is an effective gatekeeper to the catheter laboratory. Okay, so that does seem like a point in the CT column. It actually reminds me of the results from the verdict trial, which pitched the idea of a coronary CTA as a cath lab triage tool in NSTEMI inpatients. Very good. Any other interesting results from the trial? Praveen, most importantly, there were no differences between groups in the use of medical treatment for coronary artery disease. This result differs from Scott Hart, where we observed that patients who got cardiac CTs received more preventive treatment and had fewer adverse events. Hmm. That is a very interesting point right there. We know that cardiac tests in and of themselves do not save lives. It's what you do with the result of the scan that makes the difference. If you already have a raised troponin and abnormal EKG, cardiac CT may reduce an unnecessary trip to the cath lab for patients with normal or non-obstructive disease. However, CT does not routinely change how physicians use medical therapy in this patient group. If both groups got the same preventive therapy, then it would follow that both groups saw the same outcomes. You know, Praveen, an interventionist would ask, why give the extra radiation dose and contrast for patients with elevated troponins? They're going to take them to the cath lab anyway, right? Yeah, well, we've actually already learned from the verdict trial that CT and invasive angiography give similar results when adjudicating stenoses. But what if we move beyond looking for luminal narrowing? Plaque characterization, especially with the isotropic resolution of CT to define those lipid-rich cores, is really what we should be assessing in these patients with acute chest pain. Let's get some perspective here. It's natural for us in the cardiac imaging community to want to spin a seemingly negative trial like rapid CTCA into a positive win for CT. But Praveen, we need to ask ourselves, what is the primary intent of coronary CTA in the emergency department? If you could choose between faster discharges, lower downstream costs, and fewer adverse events, which ones would you go for? Oh, um, I would choose super speed, obviously.
Oh, what? Not that one again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Alistair, I think that just about wraps up this episode. Right then. Thanks again, listeners, for tuning in. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever platform you use for listening to your podcasts. Every rating and review helps those other cardiac imaging enthusiasts out there find our podcast and build the community. Once again, this is the Donut of Destiny. Cheers. Thank you to our sponsor, HeartFlow, for their support of this podcast. HeartFlow is working to help clinicians across the globe recognize that coronary CTA is central to delivering precision heart care to patients. HeartFlow is revolutionizing precision heart care with the HeartFlow Analysis, a non-invasive personalized cardiac test that combines 30 years of human ingenuity and advanced technology. To learn more, visit www.heartflow.com.